Are you feeling mischievous today? Oh my goodness. I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm feeling mischievous today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't talked in forever. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of From a Certain Point of View. Feeling very mischievous, very mischievous today, because I am joined, as always, by the mischievous scamp himself, the one and only Mr. Fantastic. I got a new nickname. Add it to the pile. Yeah, so what is it? Is it mischievous or is it mischievous? We've dis- we decided that eh, we'll accept either. We don't care. We could hear we could hear either and just be- accept it. Welcome everybody. Monday, we're down to just the Monday episodes. We're packing it all in, but we're doing it in a timely fashion. At least we think so. So that's what we're gonna do again this week. Gonna get into what we're watching, but just talk about one that we're really digging. Do some trade talk. The week that was. And then, we don't have a listener question this week, but we found, because we've been doing a lot of Marvel stuff, we've been talking about a lot of Marvel lately, and I found this person, they did every superhero in the MCU ranked from worst to best. 27. I thought I'd read those off. See if we agree or not. See if you agree or not. And then, after that, the main part of the show. Loki came out last night, or when you hear this, a few nights ago. And we're going to get into episode one. So come with us on that journey. Now, Hayden and I, we we goofed up a little bit last week. You see, we've been uh, giving Rachel some good trivia questions. And she, of course, did her May wrap-up last week. But Hayden and I did not get the trivia question to her in time. So we got two for her that we're going to lead off her segment with this week. And then she's going to come in and, and talk some stuff, as she always does. And then we're going to wrap it up with a nice little whiskey shot after that and send you all on your way. Now, you want to get a hold of us or you want to have some fun with us online, you can always find us on any of our socials. Facebook, From a Certain Point of View. Instagram, From a Certain Point of View Podcast. Twitter, From a Certain P-O-1. Email us at From a Certain Point of View Podcast at gmail.com. Hayden, enough of that. Let's get to it, man. What you watching? What am I watching? I'm watching the same old, same old. Actually, it has felt like a minute. It's been a minute since we last recorded. It hasn't really. It just felt like it has. Um, So I actually got to watch a few more things this week that I wouldn't normally get to. And I'm saying that and I'm reverting back to old Hayden who forgets to write stuff down. So he's forgotten (laughs) what he watched. But uh, I'm going to pull him up while I talk to you guys. But a couple of new shows on Netflix that – that are good. They're just fun little things. 
Uh, actually, I'm not even going to try and find one because I can't remember. It's quite a, a dubiously long title, but I watched this other one. It was a it was a YTV show, but it's on Netflix. So it's for the young folks there. But it was kind of like a Disney Channel teen show, but uh, the jokes were a little bit more risque. So I was quite enjoying it. It's called The Prince, the Prince of Bel-Air. No, not really. <laughs> the, yeah. prin- the Prince of... Why isn't he fresh? Why isn't he fresh? <laughs> the Prince of... I can't even pronounce it. Piora? P-E-O-R-I-A. And it's about this prince from this uh, made-up kingdom. And he's a 13-year-old and he just wants to go live a normal life in America. So he's got he's obviously got a very over-exaggerated British accent. And he goes off and he basically says he's a foreign exchange student and he's going to spend a year trying to make a best friend. And I watched the whole series in like the whole first season in one sitting and didn't even realize because it was just like, <laughs> it was fun. I look up to that and I watched a film but I can't even remember what I watched. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad. Uh, I did get to the drive-in. It was my... Nice. Yeah, but I only stayed for one film and I fell asleep during that one film. I was so dirty <laughs> no. at myself. I was so annoyed. <laughs> We went for Alex's birthday because she loves to go to the drive-in theater and we didn't go last year because of global pandemics having everything shut down. But we went this year and it was for Scoob, the the new animated Scooby-Doo film. So I went there and I was expecting it to be one show and because I'd seen some little bits of it and it looked like they were playing up the young angle, like the, the mystery gang is young they're not like adults yet so it's like how shaggy met scooby but that's like the first five minutes and then it fast forwards to them in adults so i was like oh okay um but it had so many throw throwback lines to other shows from that era of like hanna-barbera shows and whatnot and i was like this is so good like i wonder how many kids that were gonna get these inside jokes because like even their parents would be too young like my age. I only know it because I used to watch reruns of old c- cartoons on Boomerang because this Scooby-Doo is like our parents' age. So the kids going to see this film will be their grandparents watching the show. So I'm like, <laughs> I guess there's enough like in-jokes for three generations of people. It's great. Um, <laughs> Did you just hear a lot of laughing at the drive-in that was sounded like this? <gasps> I can't even do it. You can't do it. It's, it's making no. me. It's making me laugh too much. <laughs> no, because it's not. It's nine thirty, and they'll be asleep like I was. I fell. Yeah. I was like when I went and saw Toy Story four. I fell asleep, and then I woke up, not realizing that I had fallen asleep. So I was like, "Why is this film wrapping up? Like it just started." Alex I like, just blinked. I just blinked for 25 minutes and then I was back. So there was that. But the one throw that I'm continuing on, which I waffled on, waffled on about for too long on the other stuff, is Empire. I'm still getting through that. Um, it's this fifth season that I'm into now. Really good. The episode I just watched, though, did something that irked me and I hope that it's like remedied on the next one because I thought this was like – cop-out writing what they did i was like Uh, please please don't be like you've got everything else that has always this is why i am trusting and hoping 
that it's not that because everything else that they've done that's sort of been cliched has always been different when it gets resolved. So I'm like, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. But this one happened and I was like, well, how does, like, it's a private event. How would this guy that they're trying to get rid of end up with a microphone and why would they not turn the microphone off when he starts jabbering on about stuff to reveal secrets? And why is Lucius not saying anything? I'm like, this sounds, and, and then the reveal was like, I'm like, there's such a, oh, no, it better not be this big fat cliche because I'm like, what a way to ruin a perfectly five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> not like, like ruin. The, I've still watched the show. Just, it was one of those moments where it's like, it's all so convenient that that would happen like that. Like they, mm. they, they play it up from like the third episode. You figure out who this character is in relation to everyone else. But it's never known in their world who he is. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, ah, what a cop out. So hopefully, if I watch it tonight after we record, it'll be revealed to be different. I had a theory. I'm not going to blast it on the air because I know that Justin's not watched it yet, even though I don't know if, you, <laughs> if you're going to get there or not. <laughs> so, Gee, I can hardly tell how you feel about that either. <laughs> yeah, you gotta catch up, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, you listen. I'm gonna be like, yeah. I think that's three on, third down my list, unfortunately. I but I will get to it. So that's the main one. I'm really enjoying it. Um, again, like I say every week, performances are what makes this sh- like that show work not just like the singing and whatnot because that's amazing as well like to hear they've kind of gotten to a point now where they they preview like little snippets of songs all the way throughout and then they'll have an episode where you hear the song in its entirety so it's kind of cool like that but uh it's not like how the first season started where you felt like it was sort of this is more like a music video with a tv show written around it like So I'm digging that, digging that. And then, of course, you know, I got to the one and only. Now, the new Disney Plus show, folks, uh, the Loki. And I am very excited to discuss this with Mr. Justin because I wonder what his feelings are towards it, if they're like mine. Because I was sitting there (laughs) yelling at the TV, explaining, like, just my own thoughts to the universe and Alex was sitting there nodding and listening because she's very good at doing that. Cause I'm like, I have to just talk theories to the world to get it out of my own brain. So I'm not sitting there going insane. So my goodness. Well, let's just like quickly get to that segment then. But anyway, dialing it back. What about you? <laughs> Holy cow. Ruining bud. Ruin. Man. I've been con- just continuing on with a couple blackish been going on with that. Love it. It's funny. Uh, you know, they, they're able to tackle, I find with like sitcoms and stuff and, and little 25 minute comedies like that, they, it's all situational. Like there's an overwhelm, like overall arc to the seasons, but you know, each episode is sort of, they're faced with the situation and the humor around it. And they tackle some different different ones than some of the like community or modern family and some of the other ones that I've been watching like previous to this. So digging that. But man, startup. That's that's I'm whew, okay. 
so I'm into season three now. Season two was a ride, boy. Let me tell you. I it was so good. It was so good. There was one part. There's like the, the, it bugged me though. There's this one line that really bugged me because not like a dialogue line, but a storyline. Because I was really digging what they were doing with it. And I was like, oh man, like this is awesome. Really liking the direction they're that this character went on. Like, holy cow, just like a roller coaster, man. And then it just started heading in this like really cool direction. And then let's just say I didn't like the direction they took it after that. I was like, what? Really? And I get that sometimes things like this happen in shows, but I thought they did a poor job of it. Uh, I was like, and like, there was no, I, I, first of all, I didn't, I mean, I, I, I sort of get why they did it, but at the same time, I didn't think they needed to. I was like, this, you did not need to do this. This is bull. And okay, if you're going to do it, if you're going to make this decision, you have to do it right. You can't half-ass it. Like you have to make it this thing and they didn't. And I'm trying not to say anything more than that because uh, I don't want to give anything away if anybody's watching it or going to watch it. But aside from that, and I've talked because I watch it with some of the guys I work with and we've talked about that and they're not as passionate about it as I am in, in the sense of disagreeing with it. They're like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but you know, I see why they did it. And I was like, no, but <laughs> you don't understand. You're wrong. Listen to me. Not that they're wrong. I was like, like, at least I said, okay, if you're going to do it though, do it, do it good, do a good job of it and do it right. And they're like, yeah, no, I, I get that. But uh, other than that, man, like, oh, there's so many good things about it. Like Ron Perlman comes into it and his character is awesome man and they're trying to like pitch this new uh startup this tech company at buzzweek and adam brody's character nick he's like kind of the head the head guy he's going to he's going to go close the deals and he's just getting shut down shut down shut down and ron perlman's like okay you know like i'm doing it from now on i'm taking the lead he's like really he's like yeah yeah. And he goes in, man, and he's just like, boom, boom, just like closing deals. But just the way he does it, you're just like, you can't help but like lean back and sort of like, you know, tilt your head to the side. <laughs> like he's just like a closer, man. And uh, I love Ron Perlman. He's so, he plays such a good part in that. So I liked his, his introduction into the show and his role. And that Ronnie, man, I was telling you, like, I really liked his storyline the most. And he, he goes on a journey through season two. And uh, it's hard because like I had mentioned, they'd started this company illegally, mm -hmm. but but um, they're, they're going legit now. But they still have a little bit of baggage, you know, some of the, that old time illegal stuff. So Ronnie is like, you know, we got to be upfront with our new investors about this. Anyways, so when they're going legit, they're all trying to find their roles in the position of this startup. And they all sort of want Ronnie's role to be like the protection. And like I had mentioned before, he'd come from a Haitian gang and he's like, oh, so y'all like, that's just how you think of me. Like, 
I want to be Ronnie the entrepreneur, you know, like that's, that's who I am. Like, I don't want to be Ronnie the thug, you know, that's the whole reason I'm, I got into this because I didn't want to, I don't want to be looked like at, at that anymore. Anyway, so his journey through season two ends and it just ends like after everything that like they put him through in it and man, like, like, it's just so gangster. He's awesome. So love that. Just a few episodes into season three now. So, whew, man, watch it, people. It's good. If you're looking for a new show, it's only three seasons right now. You can blow through them pretty quick. Other than that, man, low key, but we're going to get to that in a minute. In a minute. The week that was segment. I can't to try and get the radio one in time. That was a little bit of a delay there, folks, because those old fellas couldn't find the switch to turn on the news. But yes, it's the week that was. It's on the internet. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> it's oh, in it's the in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, welcome to the week that was segment. It was the old Thursday episode where we branched off for about two months, I think, where we reported on anything and everything that had to do with the entertainment industry in the world and the worlds and outer space, anywhere that there was news coming from that we thought was interesting. So we're going to condense it with some of the top headlines uh, that we enjoyed reading about and we wanted to share with you over the last couple of days. I'm going to throw it over to uh, the mischievous scamp himself. Again, <laughs> to lead us off with uh, his first little bit of uh, Drake Dogs, folks. Yeah, well, you know what? I want to keep on the Marvel train because that's what we've been doing. And this one snuck past, snuck past me. No, that's okay. I'll look out for the train always. That's one thing I, I learned growing up in Southern Alberta, boy. Train always wins. Yo, so there's a show coming out to Marvel, and by that I mean Disney Plus, called Secret Invasion. And this one was off my radar. And what caught my attention is Amelia Clark, who is cast in it, was silent about it for a very long time. Now, of course, Amelia Clark played the mother of dragons on Game of Thrones, which is a show I loved and Hayden stopped watching after the most exciting moment in TV history. But it wasn't up to par. Didn't make the cut. Because <laughs> if that's what the most exciting crap? part, why watch after it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, good point. Uh, anyway, so she, uh, so she's going to be in this. Uh, we don't know much about what her role is going to be. I'm excited. I, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed her in, in Game of Thrones. So, but she come out and broke her silence on why she wanted to join the MC universe because she did do Solo. She was in Solo as well. So she's a Disney. And you know, when you come off a huge, successful TV series like Game of Thrones. You know, to jump right back into another big franchise that is Marvel is kind of a big deal. Not a lot of people do it, and I don't think it's all that easy to do. But anyway, she came out and she said, you know, I just, and I'm quoting here, I just think what they're doing right now is so exciting and so cool and so on the cutting edge of it. I feel like they're like the apple of this world. To be part of that feels like, oh my God, I'm in the cool kid crowd. That's so cool. Honestly speaking, the people there are making this. Honestly, 
speaking. The people that are making this are what pushed me over the line to really over the line to really wanting to do it. I just so I cannot read the way she speaks, apparently. I just think that everyone's heart and heads are in the right place with this one. So that's exciting to hear. Happy she's enjoying it. And uh, happy to see her join the family and excited for when the show is going to come out. I think not till like next September or something like that, though, or it starts filming in September. Noise. She's quite the franchise player now, isn't she? She's uh, Game of Thrones. Terminator. She's, she's in Terminator, Star Wars, now Marvel. That sounds like a pretty exciting Cha-ching. career. Yeah. No money, kidding. Money. But she's a great actress as well. She's very good. I like her. Um, I'm going to stick very quickly on some casting news in the Disney world as well, but it's Star Wars. I like me some Star Wars. Uh, out of Star Wars Newsnet, just the other day came a casting for the new Andor series that's currently filming in, I think it's Pinewood Studios in in uh, England. But you might remember from Solo, a Star Wars story, Forrest Whitaker was in that film because he plays a character called Sol Guerrero and he's also in The Clone Wars. He does the voice for the character. But he has just announced, well, he's been announced as appearing in Andor. So he's coming back to the Star Wars universe. And I'm super excited to see that because I like me some Forrest Whitaker. And you know why I like him as an actor? Because you can watch him and be annoyed and angry at him like in Empire because he's acting is that good that I am like blinded <laughs> by the fact that he's an actual real person. I'm like, oh, I don't like your character. Good job. You piss me off. Beep. <laughs> Beep. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, he's in Rogue One. I think you've said Solo. Maybe I'm going crazy. Yes. Forrest Rogue Whitaker. One. You got me. Yeah. Rogue One. I am losing my marbles. <laughs> Which is why it makes sense he's in Andor. Because Andor's yes. pre-Rogue One in the timeline of that that is star wars hey i want to stick on some casting news too because this is about matrix 4 and it's almost like warner brothers was trying to be a little bit sneaky because they updated a press kit they'd released it and well what do we find out christina ritchie has been quietly cast yes that's right um it's supposed to be released this December. Now, Christina, she joins, of course, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett Smith, and all Dem, Neil Patrick Harris as well. So I'm excited about this. Christina worked has worked with uh, one of the directors, Lena Wachowski, I forget, Wachowski, on a 2008 show, uh, film Speed Racer. So there's a little bit of history there. But what was interesting is uh, it was teased, the Matrix 4, as something that could change the industry again. So those are big words because I remember when Matrix came out, man, that was like, whoa, what? So we'll see if it holds up. Like the casting news, excited for this film. Yeah, I can't remember if we were talking about it on air in a previous episode or off air, but we were talking about how the Matrix needs to be that much further ahead of itself like it was in 1999. It was like 
holy maduli, look at how far ahead of the times, <laughs> like the technology and the ideas um, that they had sourced from all over the place to make a new story. And now it's 20 odd years later, they mm. got to do the same again. So I'm like super excited about that. The same press kit also dropped, just to piggyback of you, a uh, mm-hmm. potential working title of the film. I don't know if you saw it as well, what it was called. And it got me. The Matrix. Oh, I didn't see that. I, yeah. I just thought it hadn't been. Matrix Resurrections. So they're going with the the R word. Oh, say it, the R. The yeah. R. The R. But who knows if that'll stay. But that also makes you think about what's going to happen. Are they going to follow that? Because they sort of did that in the last film. They kind of followed a very biblical storyline for Neo's character. So it would make sense yep. that he would come back. But who knows? December can't come quick enough because, you know, we've been waiting, what, 15 years for another Matrix film? <laughs> Not that long. I'll be close. When was when was the last, when was Reloaded? No, I <laughs> oh, you haven't been waiting no, that long? I, I, I didn't. No, I, I didn't mean like not as in actually not that long, but I meant that was like sarcastically, like oh, not uh, that long. No, we're no, like 15, no, I got gotcha. you. Fifteen years is fifteen years is not that long. <laughs> it's not that long at all. All right, I'll start throwing. I, weeks I clearly out. can't. I don't know this guy at all. I don't know his sarcasm <laughs> levels at all. It's, it's my sarcasm. It's that bad. Oh no! It's become that blunt that it just sounds like your everyday conversation. Yeah, this is just like it's just me. I'm just jaded at everything. All right, folks. So uh, there's a big film that's playing overseas at the moment. It hasn't quite come out in North America, and that's Fast and the Furious 9. Now, the Cannes Film Festival has a mystery blockbuster that plays. Not every year, but there's always like one random big Hollywood film that gets thrown on the screen there that seems way out of place with all the other films. Uh, This year, it's Fast and the Furious 9. That's going to be the mystery blockbuster. So it's no longer a mystery. That's going to be playing at the film festival. So I'm thinking that they're doing that as a way to get people back to the festival. If people are a little bit anxious uh, about stepping out into a you know public place, again, in like high crowds, who knows how it's going over there in France. But that's a good move. It's a, good, it's a big film. It's doing massive numbers already overseas. So to have that there... That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. And you can just imagine the spectacle because like as Justin and I have seen a few times, there's always the big tent pole films that get like a big spectacle all over the the palais there and all along the hotel strip. Mm-hmm. So having Fast and Furious 9 and all of those people that are attached to that film, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. When we were there, they were doing Expendables the one year. Yeah. We need to go bigger than Expendables. <laughs> Fast nine. <laughs> Can't get much bigger. Nope. That'd All right. Good one. So other than that, I've got a few other things, but they can wait, folks. Those were the big ones that I had. Uh, Justin, you got any more? Shall we? Let's move on. Let's move get out on. of here. Let's, because I want to stir some stir some stuff up. Because before we get to discussing Loki episode one, I'm yeah. I wanted to go through this person's list of, cause I was like, man, like this would take some thought, you know, Hayden and I were talking about this in the pre-show and he's like, I couldn't do it, man, <laughs> but we're going to try. We're going to try and put a list together for you. Uh, get out on our socials. Cause I think it'd be fun. 
and let us know. Like, you don't have to do a whole list. Your favorite and least favorite Marvel superhero. But this is this person's list, starting with 27. I'll go through them quick. Mantis was at the bottom. Okay, could see that. But 26, War Machine. Interesting, pretty low. One lower than Hawkeye. Then Nebula, 24. Drax, 23. Yes, you got to have them. This one I don't agree with. Star-Lord, 22? Get out of here. Valkyrie, 21. I don't think they like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking this person doesn't. Bucky Barnes, 20. Captain Marvel, 19. The Wasp, 18. Like, get out of here. Black Widow, 17. You start getting into him a little bit further, and you're like, oh, man, there's actually quite a bit I like. The Falcon, 16. Gamora, 15. Groot, 14. Like, Groot above Star-Lord? I get it. He's fun, but Star-Lord's the man. Come on. Vision, 13. Okoyu? Okoyu? I don't know how to say that one. Oh, Black Panther. Okoyu? Bruce Banner, 11. Shuri, 10. Doctor Strange, 9. Rocket Raccoon, 8. Well, they put Rocket Raccoon up there. Ant-Man, 7. Get out of here. Black Panther, 6. The Scarlet Witch, 5. Get out of here. Spider-Man, 4. Captain America, 3. Iron Man, 2. Thor, number 1. Send them down. Get out of here. Who did this? Did you do this? Did you publish this and like like secretly get it into my algorithm? Oh my goodness. I <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> that is that is I, I have a feeling that they've ranked their characters on the the films that they like more, not on the on the characters themselves. Because that is, yeah, it's an interesting list. It's to put like some of the it's side characters list. above main characters. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, no, no. Give them their, their, you know, it's an individual's opinion. It might be wrong, but it's their opinion. No. <laughs> okay. No. It's, yeah. I, hey, listen, You're I wrong, didn't say it wasn't their person. opinion. I just said it was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, That's all. It was terrible. It's wrong. So, yeah, folks, um, if you agree yeah, or disagree with any of those, let us know. Beck, I'm going to shout you out again because was Captain America higher than Bucky on this list? I think he was. I think he was. He was. And you know so what? I would have We're not the only ones. Bucky higher, and I would have put yeah. Falcon because I, I, I grew to really like him over the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. He went up in my books. Do you know who wasn't on that list? The anti-hero. The god of yes. mischief himself. <laughs> Loki. Why is that? Because he's a villain, not a hero. Ah, but I beg to differ as well, folks, because his role in Endgame and Infinity War is pivotal in progressing the story. Anyway, (laughs) that can be brought up in our discussion of the first episode. Let's get to it. No point in wasting. Now, I'm really excited to hear all about your stuff because you seemed super excited and i'm really curious to 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 hear what you what you think about it and some of your theories one episode in and you always got theories i do want to start by saying if you watch this and you are confused for for part of it you are not alone 
And, you know, it helped that we've gone back and started rewatching these. But Kate was just like, what is going on? And I was like, okay, trying to explain to her the timeline. And then it's like, well, this, it's this whole, and she's just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's happening. And it was very hard. And I even thought at times I was like, okay, what is going on? And I thought Owen Wilson did a very good job of explaining it when it got to that part, when Loki went to see him and he's like, there's that little back and forth. He's like, okay, so, you know, this talking about the different timelines to the universe and all that. Anyways, that'll all come up. But it, I did, I did find that at the beginning, I was a little bit like, what's, what's happening. And I guess maybe I should have just sat back and watched. But it's just like, what the heck is going on? Because <laughs> you got to start back. At, it, it takes place. Because spoiler alert, people. If you haven't watched Infinity War, Loki gets killed in it. I think it's right at the beginning of Infinity War, isn't it? Yeah. Thanos chokes him out and kills him. So this takes place right, right after the New York attack, which was in the first Avengers, right? And he takes a Tesseract and goes to a different and escapes but that's off the main time anyways we'll get into that so that's when it takes place so this is before a lot of the other films that that came out uh so it's a different loki it's not the loki that we know in infinity war and ragnarok none of that stuff has happened yet like in dark world and some of the other ones so it's a little bit more of a jaded loki i think at this point in the timeline. See, this is the moment that I had to like stop and yell at the universe about. <laughs> One, I was, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch it because there is a lot of things that I probably missed and knowing Marvel, they like to throw in a ton of Easter eggs, but I'm going to stay off the top. This is where Marvel may lose people if they're not mm -hmm. careful. Mm -hmm. because they're starting to play with multiple universes in the main timeline. And it's going to get confusing if they don't round out and like make it simplified. Um, Cause I was like, okay, sweet. They're going to, and then that was what got me. I was like, I was adamant in my brain that Dr. Strange was going to be the first one or Spider-Man was going to be the first one that discussed the multiverse. But they went and boom, straight away, threw it in our face in Loki. Mm -hmm. I was like, all oh, right, well, that maybe is a smart move to kind of introduce this new theory in one of their TV shows where they get like three times. Like if, if they're all 50 minutes like this episode was, that gives them almost six hours of time to tell us what, what's happening here. But what I had to yell at the universe was, it's like, yeah, it's a Loki of the past, but it is also a Loki of the future because the events of him receiving the Tesseract are from a future because the Avengers travel back in time to try and write, like get the Infinity Stones before Thanos in the past, but that is technically still the future. <laughs> This is where I got, I had to yell and confuse the world because I'm like, okay, timeline's going this way. Avengers drop back in time, but that's still their future. Loki gets a Tesseract there and yeah, he's a different Loki, but he's still also the same one. And he gets to witness his own death mm -hmm. on the playback, which I think Tom Hiddleston plays that scene 
just perfectly because what else can you do? You're watching your entire history and then just like laugh because he now has all that knowledge of, you know, and then, and then yeah. just jumping forward. So I was like, would it be the future one? Because if the Avengers went back because Loki was already dead. So if the Avengers go back, they go back to a timeline where Loki hasn't been through that yet. And that's the Loki that escapes. Yeah. That's why, like, he himself, I think that's probably why they had to time reset him. If he he blops out, the Tesseract obviously plays a role in mm. dropping him into some other timeline, some other universe, and then the time cops or whatever they are bring him back to the main one. The TVA, the Time yeah. Variance Authority. <laughs> now, do they bring him back into Loki's Loki's timeline or they bring it back into the future Avengers timeline this is where it can get confusing and this is where I was just yes. like okay where is he he's not anywhere wow. yet but he has the ability now to put himself back into the main timeline and resurrect himself which yeah because the, the TVA wanted to delete him but Owen Wilson's character is like well, well wait a minute because you find out at the end because they have to, they always they're, they're very good at putting up the year because they jump around the time quite a bit. They're in the 1500s, they're in the 1800s, they're in 2012. So I like how you find out at the end, because you're like, where, where, where are they going to go with this? And somebody had been going back and killing a variant, as they call people who blip off. So basically, if you've watched the show, there's all these different timelines and these different in the multiverse. And the TVA decided that then there, there was wars to try and get for people to get to have which timeline was the one that actually goes through. And so the TVA throughout these wars, they, I guess they won and they decided this is the timeline that's going to, we're going to keep because this is the best one for the universe or whatever. And if anybody variant or like goes off this timeline, we will retrieve them and delete them. So what happens is Loki, when he escapes, wasn't a part of the plan. The timeline needed Loki to be captured and killed essentially. But when he's when the TVA snatch him up when he's off the the timeline he should be on, Owen Wilson's character decides, well, no, don't delete him. I want to I want to talk to him first. So after he talks to him, you find out why Owen Wilson. He wants to know what makes him tick. And there's really good exchanges between the two of them. Up until this point in the show, to be honest, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And then once they they sat down and they started talking. I was like, okay, is starting to enjoy it a bit more and liking the direction that they're possibly going. And you find out that they're chasing this variant who's going back to all these different time periods and just sort of snuffing people out. And what Owen Wilson's character says is, that variant is you. So it's like, whoa, wait a minute. So there's like another variant, like another Loki and another like hopping around different timelines, going around killing people. So be interesting to see where they go with it. And I just want to say, uh, I, back to what you mentioned at the beginning with this is where they might lose people. I agree with you 100%. I think they've really got to do a good job about this. What worries me a little bit is, are as many people going to see, like, I agree, they have more time to really help you, the audience understand with with a series. And they're actually going to do a season two already. But are enough people going to see it before they go watch one of these big blockbuster films to have that background? Because even though this has happened, still when they do those films, there's got to be moments in it where they have to assume people haven't watched the show. 
because yeah. they, they don't want to just like completely leave viewers out. So it's going to be really interesting, man. Like we talked about this multiverse thing. We've been talking about it for whew, quite some time on the show. So it'll be really interesting to see how they, they pull it off. I'm rooting for him, but we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah. Now, see, if he is the variant, why did they not show his face at the end? They just show a hooded character in a specific timeline. Now, I don't know if there's any significance to the 1856 where it like ends or if that's just a random year where he's there. Now, and, and who's he going back? Is he taking out historical characters? Who's like, what's what's his plan? Who's this? It might be Loki it's, or it's someone totally different. Mm-hmm. So um, because yeah. if it was him, you'd think that they would reveal his face at the end, you know. Just yeah. a hooded guy in this marshland with all this flames. I'm like, who is it? It could be anybody. It could be anybody. And what I what I found interesting, I mean, you've got the timekeepers, right? And they're essentially now I wonder if they're gonna come up in the Eternals. Because the Eternals are, like we discovered a couple episodes back, are basically guardians of the worlds, right? They've been there for a millennia watching over the universe, wasn't it? I don't know. Or was it just over Earth? The whole, I, it might just be Earth. And then you've got the timekeepers that are these obviously godlike or what's above a god, you know, a universal god that's looking over all of these timelines. And I'm assuming that they're the ones that were the big heads behind the judges' like platform when, he, when Loki was being sentenced, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if we'll get a manifestation of them in a in a humanoid form or not. But the space lizards and are yeah. they gonna, like who's gonna be who's who's gonna be the main villain? Could this be like the beginning introduction of who the main villains are gonna be in in Phase Four and moving forward? Because you know, for twenty one films and it was Thanos, even though we maybe didn't know it for all of them. <laughs> but that he was going to be like the overall main villain. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that too, because could it be, I mean, it would be a bit of a cop out if they brought Thanos back because they're obviously out there, there is a multiverse version of him and they, they showed that there was infinity stones aplenty all out the place. And the guy like that dude just had like, a handful of them in his drawer and he's like, (laughs) what, how do you have those? He's like, Oh, they're everywhere. They're not special to just your multi, to your, you know, your stream of time. So many questions. And clearly, I mean, Loki looks at that and he's like, dang, there's like a whole lot of power just sitting right there in your drawer. But he only takes the Tesseract. Yeah. Can't use it. He's like, have have you tried using it yet? He's like, oh, several times. (laughs) Get me out of here. Yeah. Cause he's, his powers don't work where they're, where he's taken. You got the little neck thing on him and. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, you know, I love Thanos as a bad guy. Put him to bed, though. Don't bring him back. We got to move forward. We can't move backwards. And so and they kind of alluded to it. Well, they talked about it in the first in episode one about the the timeline wars, where there's the big battle to to see which timeline was going to be the forever one. <laughs> I don't even know how, to, how you would explain that, but the one that absorbs so all is the that, timelines and people have to follow that one. Yeah. Yeah. we got to think of a, a, a cooler, easier, funner way to say that. 
main timeline. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I got to go back and rewatch it and hear how Owen Wilson just explains it or how Loki says it. Anyways, so I wonder if that's what uh, I don't know. Maybe that might be too bold is the Avengers moving forwards or the Marvel superheroes moving forwards are going to have to get into like some multiverse timeline battles, like jumping around different centuries and different universes. And who that'd be, you'd want to, you'd want a big whiteboard for that map. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's always infinitely going to be some bad dude or bad army that likes to live in another timeline, especially if they're talking about how everything is compressed into one yet you can veer off of it, which is where the, whatever they are, the time variant Alliance people have to go get them and bring them back in. But there's obviously people that escape outside of that. So, and it's always evil folks. It's always the evil doers. Why, you know, <laughs> why is there never like some good dudes that are like, you know what? We want to try and make a peaceful timeline. No wars. No, it's always the evil dudes. So. Yeah. What yeah. is with that? What is with that? Comic <laughs> books. I want to see a time. I want to, I want to read a comic book or watch a, a Marvel movie, movie where. The good guy makes a timeline and everybody lives happily ever after. That'd be like a five minute film. (laughs) (laughs) It's like intro. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. And they all lived happily ever after. There was no need for superheroes. See, if that was the case, just to go on a tangent here, the first person to uh, develop powers would probably become a bad dude. And they, oh my God, there's a being that's more stronger than everybody. infinite power infinite power i am curious yeah what are you curious about is that the tesseract is the blue infinity stone right and that's the space stone loki will figure out a way to use it and that's going to allow him to travel between timelines i think what like um controllably that's what i'm looking for because the mm. first time it just he just picked it up and it, and then he blooped it to wherever but once yeah. he can figure it out which obviously if they're playing up the fact that he is that variant dude he has already figured it out Ooh, that's heavy you're right though you're absolutely right and then there's there's see this is i those of you that know your comic books more than the average person and i don't claim to know marvel at all very deeply i know the basics but there's got to be a power source higher than the infinity stones obviously because where would you go to next without it feeling like it was lesser than that series (laughs) um so that's out there that's floating around somewhere who's in charge of that or who's trying to find that someone is the keeper of that will Mm -hmm. we see something like that how many times can I say that? One more time. <laughs> Do it one more. That, 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 that. <laughs> questions, questions, questions. Who that? Why that? Where that? How that? All and that. All that. This is also gives them, gives Marvel as a studio the time to try and flex some of the original six back if they wanted to if they really wanted to bring like steve rogers back like chris evans back into the fold or if the the fans want to see robert downey jr back this gives them the opportunity to kind of coax those actors back into the roles and bring them back it might be a cop out 
but it's also if they're playing with time and space and multiverses and all that flib flab yeah and if yeah if some of the actors want to get back involved i mean i i I, you see i in the in that they in episode one they had a lot of flashbacks to previous stuff i noticed and at one point i thought it was too much i was like okay is this is this because if people haven't seen it before or like i felt like they were relying on a lot of that stuff i would probably be down with some stuff if it if it made sense i don't know how i feel about that i probably feel more okay with that than them bringing back thanos even though thanos i like the best mm-hmm. and he uh, must but- he must remain defeated. Defeated. Um, well, we're lumping a lot of this on Loki and his series, but guarantee yep. you'll have to watch. Like, I'm guessing Doctor Strange will be a lot of information. Spider Man mm-hmm. will be a lot of information. I'm going to say the new Ant Man's going to have a lot of all of this information as well. So there's probably two years of watching material to kind of get all these answers. So Loki, we'll give you a pass now if you don't answer it all for us. I'll be yelling at the TV at the end of this series about questions that have gone unanswered, but... You can't, man. There's so much coming. But yeah, I know what you mean. Especially when they start opening up a lot of doors. It's not like they opened up a door. They just like walked in and opened up 10 doors. Like, what? Yeah. Anyway... As a first episode, that's really all I had because it's focusing on one aspect and then it's going to, obviously it's going to expand off of there. It's sort of like Russian Doll the first time I watched that. I had no clue what was going on. Same with WandaVision. Like that first episode, they give you just enough of a new world and you're like, oh, what the heck's coming next? (laughs) You were obviously more excited about WandaVision than I was. Don't tell me that you didn't get excited after the first episode of what would or could have come next. It's the yes, same with this. I was this. excited for episode two because I was like, there's no way it can be as bad as episode one. <laughs> You're just like, what is this? Okay, like, like we've been doing, I'm just going to roll it on quickly here so we don't go too long for you folks. Favorite scene. I know it wasn't an action-heavy episode, but... Uh, this, the, the scene when Tom and Owen were sitting down that conversation, because I loved how Loki was just, because you got to think like, we're trying to discuss and we're like, what, what is going on? Like, what about this? Like, what about that? Loki's living through it. He literally takes a test rack and all of a sudden he gets snatched up by the, the time variant authority. And He's like, what the heck are you talking about? And he can't use his powers and they can control him with a remote controller because of the thing around his neck. So he has no idea what's going on, what's happening to him either. And I really love the scene when him and Owen Wilson are sitting down. I don't know the character's name yet, people. I apologize. And Loki's and, and Owen Wilson explains to him, oh, there's these the main timeline and the variants if they go off and da-da-da-da-da. And Loki's like, okay, so you're telling me like that these giants three giant space lizards are 
capturing me because I went on to a different timeline in the universe and it doesn't happen to match up with which one they want. And he's like, well, not what they want, but what is, you know, the way the universe has to work or whatever. So I really liked that scene between the two of them. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was fun. I liked the cheekiness that Loki brought. Just like the, oh, so you're telling me this? And Owen Wilson's just like, yeah, and... And then it's just like, yeah, and moving on. And it's so, you know, nonchalant. It's not like a big deal. Like, yes, you need to believe me. It's just like, yeah. And <laughs> like I said, and moving on. You know, there's like to him, it's not weird. So I really, I, I liked that, um, that scene between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, he's a god. So he's obviously seen more than the average human. So yeah. It's, it is a really great exchange. And the fact that he has no powers, I, I'm like, how are they doing that? Cause he is a God. He doesn't mm-hmm. physically act in the way that humans do. And Alan Wilson's character, I just looked him up. His name is Mobius M. Mobius <laughs> is a human. That's why I don't know it yet. People, because yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. A, <laughs> he's a human. So all of these people are of the human species, right? But how did they get hired to be a part of this organization? Where's that coming from? And if they're just standard humans like any of the heroes, and they're obviously operating in a realm that nullifies all parent like normal abilities and god abilities, uh, this I've got. I'm looking forward to so many things being answered, like throughout this as we go along. And at the fact that also that he's going to obviously figure out ways around it. Because yeah. we, uh, this, this, my favorite scene was when Loki adapted to not having his powers. So he takes on the leader of the TVA and he manages to apprehend her hand to hand, take his collar off, put it around her. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Boop. Rewind. Yeah, sorry. Stop. Rewind. Stop. I, when that scene happened, man, I was like, that's exactly what I do to somebody. <laughs> forward, backward, forward, backward, forward, backward. Yep. And he's, I mean, obviously he's playing up to his uh, God of Mischief, which he mm. talks about with Owen Wilson's character as well. He's like, I'm a God. And he's like, yeah, you're the God of Mischief. <laughs> he, like, you just he like starts to, laughing. Yeah. He's like, it just looks like you like to kill people. And he's like, what? I didn't like to do it. I just did it. Yes. Yeah. And he was just like saying, yeah, asking him, why do you do it? That's what, cause he wanted to know. Yeah. He was, it was like an investigation of what makes him tick. Cause he mm-hmm. wants to know about him because he's trying to catch him. I, I, I love how Owen Wilson, like just totally humi- I don't want to say humiliates him, but he just like laughs at the whole idea of him being a god and the god of mischief. Oh, a god of what again? Oh, mischief. That's right. That's funny for like a god. You sure like to lose and get captured all the time. Like it's just everything so yeah. so a matter of the fact. And Loki just you know looks at him. And it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, he's humanizing him, which is humanizing him. That's that's the word I was looking for. It's like well, <laughs> I guess this is what it means to be insignificant. Yeah. But yeah, so lots of good stuff to look forward to. I'm excited about this one. And folks, even if you're not, we're going to talk about it still for the next five, five weeks. Five more weeks. Five more weeks. Yeah, so come let us know. 
Come hang out with us on our socials. Let us know what you thought of the episode. If you have any crazy theories, be fun. But that's all I got too, man. Excited to see where season two. I know as we get deeper, there's going to be more and more to talk about. But right now, it wasn't sold right at the beginning. It started to grow on to me. I was like, man, like it's feel. it felt really stylized too. It was just sort of a different style than we're used to with Marvel maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Definitely, though, not ready to give up on it by any means. Good, good, because if you do, I'm going to make you watch it all still anyway. Oh, I'd still watch it. Absolutely. We just make for a more interesting conversation <laughs> on the podcast. It's so good. It's like, so bad. Like Thor. It's so good. <laughs> yes, because, you know, like and, this is, and this is the thing. It's like, and that's, I was like, one of my shining lights in Thor was Loki. And in Avengers, and like I've always, I've liked Loki's journey, so that's why this is really, like, even more so after going back and watching Thor. So I was really excited for this, and so I, you know, it's going to be good. Bold prediction: Loki in Thor: Love and Thunder, but this era Loki, this time on Loki showing up, because obviously Thor is like, I watched you die. Mm-hmm. And now you're back, but you have the memories of that timeline, Loki. Which one is it? He's going to show up. That's my prediction. He will show okay. up. Question. I like that bold prediction. Just to piggyback on it real quick. Was Love and Thunder pushed or was Loki always scheduled to come out before Love and Thunder? Well, Love and Thunder just finished filming. So I'm guessing they already had Loki. Yeah, Loki would have been shot. Yeah ready to rock and roll, but knowing them, it's all connected somehow. Oh, you know it is. You know it is. Well, then, let's move on. I know exactly where I want to go. Is it trivial? I I feel like it might be a little trivial. We go in trivial, yo, and we're going to hit Rachel. We're going to get you two. We're going to get you the one from last week before you start off your show. Last week, of course, the trivia was... In the birds, what California town did the birds attack? And I was going to give you another one sort of similar by the same director, but I thought, you know what? Let's switch it up. Go on Kubrick. What is the name of the hotel in the movie The Shining? You know that one? We'll find out. Damn, that was some good harmonizing. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Rachel's Reviews. Um, I am shot with two pieces of trivia today. So uh going to go through them first and then we'll hit some reviews of some movies that I've seen lately. Actually this weekend, very soon. Um, the first question was, and I just have to completely sidetrack, I'm obsessed with the boys' harmonizing. It just makes my day. <laughs> So I really love that. Thanks, guys. Um, what was the town 
that the birds attacked in the movie The Birds, which we all know, or hopefully you know, it's Alfred Hitchcock and Tippi Hedren. Um, a random side note that this is one of my most sought after celebrity Barbie dolls. <laughs> it is so expensive. The Tippi Hedren one, she's in her green suit outfit dress, you know, with the skirt and the shirt and all that, but she has birds like all around her and it's the most, it's the coolest Barbie doll. But, um, every time I see it, it's like $150, which I cannot justify. Um, but I do have a couple other Alfred Hitchcock Barbie dolls and Frank Sinatra Barbie dolls. And I just like old time celebrity dolls. They're still in the box. They don't do anything. (laughs) Anyway, the town itself, I actually, Justin got me on this one. I don't know the name of it. I do know that it's in a bay of some sort, but I don't know the name of the actual bay that the birds attack. Um, So it's something bay, but I can't, I don't remember um, the actual name of it. I have not seen the birds and I can't even tell you how long it's been. It's been ages. Um, So I'm probably due for a rewatch of that soon, but such a good movie. Oh my gosh. But then again, it's Hitchcock. So he's like king of suspense. And the second trivia is what is the name of the hotel in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining? Um, I believe I see, I always get this one confused, but I'm pretty sure in the movie it is called the Overlook Hotel. Um, which I want to go to so bad because it's a real hotel. And I think in real life, the hotel is called the Stanley hotel. Um, I really, yeah, I really want to visit it, but there's two renditions of the shining. Technically speaking, there is Kubrick's version that, um, Stephen King hated, absolutely loathed. And then he did the TV movie of the shining to be closer to the book that King wanted, uh, the original adaptation to be, but, um, that one's uh, very interesting. It doesn't have Scatman Crothers. So that's my big gripe, <laughs> but it's okay. It's not that bad. But, uh, and then you have, um, Dr. Sleep, which is the pseudo sequel to it. And it's great. So definitely watch it. All right. So I'm going to talk about two movies that I watched this weekend, actually, um, that are, all over the interwebs. So the first one I wanted to bring up was uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, which is on Netflix. Um, I honestly, I really, really loved it. The last time I saw Bo Burnham in something was Promising Old Woman. Um, And he's really great in it. And this is a comedy sketch movie that he put together while in quarantine. Um, and many people know Bo Burnham left stand up because he was having onstage panic attacks. Um, and it just for his mental health and safety, he stopped doing tours. So this was kind of like a jump back to the Bo Burnham that many know about or know of, um, just in a version of a film. And actually it's, it's really, really wonderful. He's so creative with his lyrics and he's creative with his setting up. He did the whole movie editing, you know, created this songs so and just everything. So he's a very multi-talented man. Um, and he talks about mental health struggles, um, struggles being in quarantine and then just stuff that everybody knows, but hasn't really talked about it. So Bo Brown's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. Talk about Jeff Bezos, how he's, you know, a multimillionaire and, <laughs> song about white women's Instagram and how their pictures are so, you know, cookie cutter to everybody. So, um, 
highly recommended, honestly. And it's very, uh, it can at times be really dark too, because he was in a super dark place. And um, it's kind of, it's hard to see at some points in time, because it's almost relatable to everybody. So definitely give that one a go. Um, the second movie I wanted to talk about quickly was I watched In the Heights, which is on HBO Max, uh, directed by John Cho, who did Crazy Rich Asians. And uh, this, st- uh, I believe this is also Lin-Manuel Miranda helped create In the Heights as well with the music and stuff like that. Um, it stars Anthony Ramos, which I actually got to see him perform at Sundance many years ago. So I'm really excited to see him in a leading role. So pretty excited on that one. But um, it talk- it's a musical about Washington Heights in New York and their lives there leading up to a giant blackout uh, where they lose electricity for a couple of days and whatnot. Really enjoyed it. Music is great. Choreography is great. Colors of everything's wonderful. Um, I did see a couple things online, how people were angry about misrepresentation um, in the realm of skin color. So I, I can't really nitpick at it because I don't know the Latinx community, unfortunately. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a white girl, so I don't, you know, It's not my place to talk, but um, if it's something that's wrong, then it probably should be fixed. And casting directors at this point in time, it is 2021. You got to do some research before you cast people, you know. Um, But I am excited to see everybody who is in it perform. Um, Jimmy Smith is in it too, and I really like him. So In the Heights on HBO Max, very great stuff. And Inside, Bo Burnham on Netflix. So give them a watch, and um, I will you know what? I probably won't return next week. Unfortunately, I will be in San Francisco for the weekend um, before we move east or south, I guess, to Tennessee, from California to Tennessee. So I won't see you guys or won't talk to you guys next weekend, but I will talk to you guys the following. So I'll talk to you in two weeks and give you my June roundup. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye. Hello, we're back again, and that was uh, Rachel's review once again, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I know we would, we would, we did, <laughs> we did, and we will, and we would, and we should. Uh, how'd you go, Rachel? Listen to that. What is that? That sounds like ice in a glass of whiskey. Of, of. Whiskey. <laughs> now, folks that don't have the video, which is none of you, Mister Fantastic himself is using Let's a just whisk. Keep pretending. Let's just keep pretending there's a video. <laughs> there there is a like, video. Where's this we... video? Where is it? Where's it gets uploaded, but it about? never gets put online. If you hassle me enough, folks on the socials, I will put the videos available to you all. Until yeah, then. Oh yeah. I will just tell you that he is whisking his whiskey with a whisk. <laughs> He's whisking his whiskey with a whisk. And that was my best Christopher Walken that I could do. Mm, the walking. The walking. Now, folks, the whiskey shot is the time of the show where we wrap everything up and we discuss what's coming in the week to come now it derives new from segment the, the week to come what's to come in the week to come that reminds me of austin powers like let me 
introduce myself. Let myself introduce myself as myself. Something along those lines. It's been a while since I've seen that film. Anyway, the whiskey shot comes from the martini shot, which is an old saying on a movie set where they would be like, martini shot, which means the next shot after is a martini drink. Because you can't lay that shot name out unless you plan on not doing any more shots. Otherwise, you get a grumpy, grumpy crew. So the whiskey shot, folks, is where we're going to discuss what the week to come. I'm going to lead off with it. Uh, straight after we finish recording this episode, we're going to be talking some Project Punk. I'm just ripping because uh, it's got to do with music. Uh, it's the next project that Wooden Bull Films has got going on. So those of you that are following us on the podcast, you are the first to know about the next project. Mm-hmm. It's very low key at the moment, except it's put out on the internet for everyone to hear if they want to find it. Uh, we're going to be discussing that. Uh, obviously, by the time the next episode comes out, I'll have watched Loki episode two. I'm going to continue on with Empire, see if I can get close to finishing that. Uh, I'm going to throw in some more movies there. I miss watching the Marvel films. Like I told like this week gone, I wanted to keep watching more. I wanted to go into phase two and keep watching. So I might just do that for fun um and then if we decide to discuss them after loki's run is done i can just watch them again you know who knows uh i've i plugged it last week but i recently got the marvel unlimited app which gives me access to like twenty eight thousand comics from the entire history of marvel so i'm going to do some reading a lot of reading and that's about it lots of watching lots of reading Lots of fun, lots of creativeness. I'm going to pass it over to the man who is muting those strings because he wants to bust out a fat roof. I do. Hey, yo, that sounds like a pretty good week, man. Mine's very similar. I'm going to watch Loki episode two so we can talk about it on the next episode. I'm going to watch the startup, probably going to finish it and get on to Yellowstone because that's what I'm going to watch next. I want to get back on that before Empire. I got to go, see, I got to go back in order, man. Uh, I missed Yellowstone, but I was like, I'm, I'm too far into startup. I can't stop startup and go back to Yellowstone now. I was like, I just got to get through startup, go back and do Yellowstone. And yeah, excited to talk some Project Punk with you, my man. Uh, it's been a minute since we've had a good amount of time to sit down and, and hash out some stuff. Hashtag get so, those pages. Get those pages. Hashtag pee pee. What? <laughs> eh? Huh? Eh? Huh? What? What? <gasps> so that's it. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us this Monday. Uh, come back next Monday. Let's talk episode two. Let's have some fun. Don't forget to hit us up on those socials and uh, let us know who your favorite superhero is, least favorite from the MCU. And man, what do you think of episode one? Is it good, bad, confusing, not sure yet? Be interested to know what you guys all think. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Peace. And just quickly, those of you that don't have Disney Plus did our discussion make you want to track down the show and watch it let us know adios